up, Internet? You're tuned in to episode 93 of the Potscast. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined, as always, by my very good friends, Mr. Stephen Radford. Hello. And making his return to the show, Max Wright. Hello. Welcome back, buddy. Thank you. And welcome back to you. Just in general, or yeah, to my life. I go somewhere? To my life. Okay. Well, cool, good. Uh, great. I'm glad to be back in your life. You only that's exist nice. when I look at you. Okay, that's a pretty narcissistic thing to say. We'll touch on that one later. Uh, so, <laughs> this is your first time joining us. Welcome to the podcast, LootPots.com's weekly Nintendo podcast, where we talk about all things Nintendo. And wouldn't you guess it? There was a lot this week. Um, you know, I know we haven't had a direct in 500 and you know years or whatever, but uh, we got three of them this week, so uh, plenty, plenty to talk about here. And um, was any one of them named direct? No. But they were all no. big announcements. I don't think any of them can. Of them. They, don't, they don't count. They don't no. count. We're gonna have to reset no. the counter. No, they don't count. Like five hundred no, something. Yeah, days. yeah, I, yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. I know. We got a, a a direct's worth of news this week, but it doesn't it doesn't mean anything. Nintendo has nothing. Yeah, they right. they don't release anything ever. So uh, on that note, you know, uh, we have, we have plenty to jump into. But before that, let me just tell you how you can find the show and support us all around the globe. Of course. You can go and subscribe to the RSS wherever you get your podcasts. And every Monday morning, uh, generally around 9 a.m. Uh, London time, we're going live. And uh, you can catch the show, hear what we've talked about. And, of course, if you want to be a part of the show, just like all the fine folks in our Mail Pot segment did this week, you can write into me at peteatloopots.com. You can go over to our Discord and join up over there where we have an ever-growing community of potsheads just like you, want to talk about games, want to help each other get pre-orders. It's a good place to be, good place to hang out, and a great place to get your questions right on the air in our podcast channel and of course you can also go and follow us at loop pots wherever you get your social media and every week over on our twitter we go and put up a thread where you can get your questions in as well uh go turn on notifications we don't tweet that often and when we do it's only about the hype shit so it's a great place to keep up with all the stuff we're doing and of course if you want to get some more content from us you can go ahead to wherever you get your content we're on youtube we're on twitch wherever you're getting your you know, your gaming content, we're over there making some content for you. And of course, if you want to go above and beyond to help uh, support the show and get a little bit of extra loot pots in your life every week, you can head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash pots, where if you get us at the $1 level, you'll get access to our Patreon-exclusive show, After Dark, where we keep the mics rolling and we talk about stuff that's not related to Nintendo. The last couple of weeks, we've been uh, talking a lot about next-gen hype, Xbox, PlayStation, all that kind of stuff. It's been a good time this week. We're going to talk about a little trip that Steve took uh, where he wrote a quad that I have been saying we would talk about the last two weeks, and we never got to it. So let's see if we find it this time. Will we? Who knows? Give us a dollar and you'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> I love Steve's vehicle-based stories. I'm really excited for this. They're all good. You were, They're all good. were you on the one with the, um, the bumper boats? The bumper boats. <laughs> yeah, it was Max and Chloe. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, and if you don't have a, a buck to toss our way, of course, uh, you know, we're happy to have you listen wherever you get the show, uh, write in, be a part of it, you know, uh, they're still losing it over this bumper boat story. So as you can see, After Dark, great time, great content, you're going to want to go get a part of it. I really so thought with the boat that, was massive. <laughs> with that, let's hop into what we're playing this week. Max, uh, we specifically wanted to have you on this week because uh, you've been playing a little game called Hades, which has been getting a ton of attention, super giant games, probably best known for Bastion, um, but they, uh, they've they got a, you know, the game finally came to Switch, it was actually out about like, 
I want to say two years ago in yeah, early access. Yeah, came out in 2018 or? early access. Yeah. Yeah, it was like point. the game that launched the Epic mm. Game Store, basically. Yeah. And uh, it's finally on Switch. It's all done, and um, it's got some new life breathed into it, and everybody's talking about it. Potentially a game of the year contender for many people. I think you included. Uh, so I, you know, we wanted to have you on and talk about it. What's what's been your experience with Hades? How are you feeling about it? Give me give me your elevator pitch for why I should pick it up. It's pretty all right. Um, no, yeah, so it's very very good. It's it's so how do I best describe it? So it's like a roguelike. For people that don't like roguelikes is probably a way to the oh, best grab it because I've kind of you have my attention. Kind of got bored of roguelikes recently because I'm bored of the whole like I'm doing the same thing over and over again, never getting anywhere, never like finishing a story. There's no like point where I can just put a pin in it and go, I've done this now. Apart from when you like beat the game, but for a lot of roguelikes that I've played, they make that goal difficult because you know what, otherwise you're going to stop playing as soon as you get there. However, Hades. The way that it sort of contextualizes the roguelike elements to it, uh, the way that it <clears throat> makes death like a part of the game, the way that it, it tells its story, um, makes you want to keep playing, and it makes that when you die, you're not going, oh, I'm starting again. It's like, cool, now I've died, I can go and do this, and I can go back in and, and, and try again. Um, for those who haven't seen it or have played it, um, it's it's all the Greek gods. You are uh, the son of Hades in hell. You are trying to escape for a reason. Um, hell is this sort of like ever-changing, um, you know, in order to keep the, the dead they're trapped there forever, it's this ever-changing landscape that, you know, like Hogwarts, essentially, every time you go into it, it's moves, it's different, uh, which is how they sort of, you know, describe the randomly generated levels. Um, yeah, I like that there's, like, an in-universe reason that it's... Yeah, 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 like, I like cool. a lot of roguelikes. So, Binding of Isaac, you know, you go in, you pick up your items, and then you die, and you go, okay, I'll just do it again whereas this is like every time you die you you return back to hell you step out of the pool where all the dead are coming out of and you go oh here we go you speak to um one of the guys in hell and he's like oh you died this way haha then you go and speak to hades and then you speak to all the characters and they're like oh no you died again you know how are you going to get out um but there's like a whole like story woven into it as well um every time you you pick up like uh so every time you go in and you you uh, beat a room of enemies you can be rewarded with a prize that prize is usually like it's a boon from one of the gods from Olympus um, so it could be Zeus or any of the other ones that I can't think of but they it could, could... be Zeus or others <laughs> or, or <laughs> and others are included no spoilers obviously um but they've all got like voice lines. They all go like, "Oh, nephew, no, I'm going to help you get out," and then they'll give you the stuff. Um, but there's so there's so many, you know, variants of like there's different um, different gods. They all have different boons. You have your different weapons that are then affected differently by different boons. And then there's like a hammer that lets you improve your weapons in different ways. There's just so many like levels to all the things you can do. Um, but as you're going, you also pick up things like keys to unlock new weapons, unlock new like modifiers. You unlock a, a currency that lets you upgrade your sort of character permanently for every run. Um, you can give the gods gifts, and they give you gifts in return that make modify things. You know, there's just so many things going on that that it doesn't feel like a roguelike at times. It just feels like I'm playing a game, and when I die, that's just part of the game. You know. But what's um, the gameplay like? I've seen so well, I've seen and heard so many people talk about this and explain all the elements like. It has all the stuff with the, the with the Greek gods mm-hmm. and the the dialogue's fantastic and obviously it's got that amazing soundtrack <clears throat> by Darren Korb. But 
no one's ever explained what the gameplay is to me. It, we're looking at the videos, it looks a little Diablo-y, yeah. which kind of piques my interest, but I'm not 100% sure. I mean, I made a, I made a bit of a tongue-in-cheek comment that it's like, what if Diablo had personality, which you know, which was a joke before anyone jumps at me. That's horrendous. Um, yeah. Huh? I will I will get you for that. Diablo is one of my favourite <laughs> games of all time. It was tongue-in-cheek, it was tongue-in-cheek. But it, it's, it's I mean, similar to Diablo in a way that it's an isometric... Um, action it's like a hack and slash really so you, you know you have your um, standard attacks but you've also got a special attack which could be an area of effect attack it could be like a, when you have the spear you throw a ranged attack and then you pull it back like Mjolnir and it sort of hits enemies at both sides um, you have cool. your shield and you throw your shield like Captain America um, you know and it bounces yeah, I, across get, enemies <clears throat> the weapons you get are random right like it's dependent on no, the run no 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 well, so you choose your weapon every at the start of every run um, okay uh, but there are you can only have one at a time, so you can't swap weapons mid-run. You can't like swap it on the fly. You pick your weapon; that's your weapon for that run. Um, so it's like picking a loadout in essentially, say, yeah, like yeah, Ghost yeah. Recon. So you, okay, but then there's also later in the game you unlock um, and a way to like modify your weapons in a way. So there are like you know once you get used to the weapons, there's also like oh okay this this um, this shield is actually more of a when you throw it it's like a spinning blade instead of like a, a bouncing shield or um you might get a, a spear that instead of when you throw the spear it throws the um the spear that you drag back it just throws like a beam of like a like a zeus bolt of lightning instead okay of so it's it's not that <clears throat> it's not that you get random weapons but the way that the weapons work is affected by the run like you get I mean, different no, you, iterations I mean, you of can it? choose to upgrade it however you want there's only only random oh so it's like really it's kind of like, like a skill tree for the weapons yeah yeah in a way I won't spoil it all going into too much but there are yeah there's like a skill tree um, the weapons have different forms and then they have their own skills inside of it it's not okay specifically a skill tree because I don't like skill trees very much um I meant to say specifically there, and I said specifically, and I hate it um <laughs> correct <laughs> I was correcting myself um but yeah, but I mean, to, to to answer your question, Steve, it's essentially you know it is a, a, a isometric hack and slash game similar to like Bastion was, um, but there's just a variety of weapons, a variety of enemies and bosses. Um, you just clear rooms, pick paths, defeat bosses, get to the end, and try and escape. Uh, try and escape hell. It took me about twenty seven tries to actually beat it. You know, beat the game, and then essentially like complete the first bit of the story, and then the game opens up after that. Um, and you know I've now beaten the game seven times, and I'm still you know uncovering bits of the story, and you know there's still a reason for me to want to escape. Um, it's just it's just fantastic. I'm having a really good time with it. I you know after having not played a lot in the last couple of months, to just sort of sink thirty hours of this in in like a week and a bit has been immense. How um, much thirty? Three zero. Wow. Yeah, I've been I've been tracking it against like the games that I've played. In fact, has it been ten days? Let me just double check if it's been ten days, and I can tell you exactly how much I've played. Um, but it's really like just grabbed me, and the soundtrack is amazing, and the voice acting. I haven't come across in the, in this thirty hours. I haven't come across a single uh, piece of repeat dialogue yet. Um, oh, all wow, of the gods that's all have really something cool. new to say. The story <clears throat> is always new every time. You, every time you die and return to hell, all the characters there that you talk to have new things to say. Um, it's been really. Um, I'm just so impressed with how it does that. I appreciate 35 that. Thirty-five hours or more I've played. It says here. Um, nice. The work that's gone into this has it just shows and it is like you said earlier about it being people's game of the year for me personally this is coming up against Ori and the Will of the Wisps for uh, best game of the year in total however for Switch game of the year no because Ori and the Will of the Wisps is on Switch okay so now I was going to say that Hades is the best Switch game of this now year now you got a real you got a real fight however <laughs> yeah now okay yeah Um, so best Switch game best game of the year for me so far is between Ori and the Will of the Wisps and this 
However, you know, because I'm still going with this, I'm 35 hours in, I've still got, you know, more to do, more to unlock. I think I think you get like the the truer, you know, the true ending, I guess, as they say, um, of the story through um, through when you do it ten times, and I think I won seven. So three more times uh, to get like that ending. But there's also like achievements I want to beat, and there's you know abilities I want to try, and there's weapons I want to upgrade, and all that stuff. So um, yeah, massively recommended this game if you haven't already tried it. It's a shame that you know if you're listening to this now, you've missed out on the twenty percent off deal. Um, oh damn, I forgot about that. Yeah, Shoot. man, that ended on uh, Saturday. I think it ended on Saturday. Um, but yeah, oh, just, well. just 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 like just high quality stuff. Um, and also, as I'm not a massive weeb, I don't feel horrible for any of the characters. However, some of you out there might feel some type of way playing this and seeing some of the, you know, the Greek gods. I've seen this. They uh, they were discussing this on um, on Triple Click, where they also got piqued my interest with explaining what one of the skills was, which you can walk in somewhere and like all the bullets bounce back or something. And that sounded like a really cool mechanic. I can't remember what the the skill was called. I think I know. I think there is like a um, there's a dash you can do. There's a, one of like Athena's dash ability that you can get as a random boon. Um, every time you hit the B button to dash, uh, which usually doesn't dodge, I don't think it just you just move out of the way. But if you do it, um, it also uh, reflects bullets basically. So like an enemy can like throw a big bullet at you, just go no, nope, and you just send it straight back at them. Um, That's cool. I love that. That's so cool. Yeah, it seems like it's a game that's definitely based on like momentum, mm-hmm. you know, and like, like just getting in that loop and yeah, like getting yeah, yeah. you know getting your skills and being able to kind of like dodge around the room and yeah, stuff, yeah, which yeah. seems really interesting. Um, my buddy, uh, <clears throat> my buddy Ken from the uh, Gamer Delphia podcast, uh, and I were talking about it this week because um, so get to get into what I've been playing. Uh, I finally beat Persona Five Royal, and there's just a Fuck, giant finally. gaping hole in my heart. That I don't know how to fill, and uh, he. I know he, how you fill it, Pete. I know how you fill it. You download Persona 4 Golden. Don't on don't Steam, do that to me, Steve. And you do you want to hear me talk about that for the next that. two years? <laughs> uh, and he he beat the game earlier this year, and um, he was like, "Yeah, man, the the post Persona 5 depression is very real." And Hades has been a game that's been perfect for me to pick up because it's like very, you know, it's very gameplay focused, and it's got a story and all those things that. You know, um, that I think, like, are appealing about Persona, but in, like, such a different, much smaller way uh, that it's, like, seems like it might be a good palate cleanser for me. Um, so I, I think I think I might pick that up uh, for my next game. I might download it after the show, actually, and give it, it, give it a shot. I'm, I'm really tempted now. I really am. Like, I wasn't sold on it, but I, I think I'm going to play it. We might have I've to had, talk about it next week, I, Pete. Yeah, I would love to. I've had too many people recommend it to me, whether it's like people that I listen to podcasts from or whatever, or like friends who who I trust. So I think uh, I think I've got to give it a go. But that's that's it for me this week. Was just wrapping up on on Persona, and um, you know I've talked about it so much, so I don't want to belabor it. But uh, three word review. If, Finish off with a three word review. Just oh, so they never mention it ever again on this podcast ever again. I'm gonna do it in six don't words. Count, don't count. That's double the amount of work. Fine. Yeah. I Fine. I cried for the entirety of the last hour. I cried. Oh my god! I added more words. I don't care. Last hour. Wow. Nine. Wow. <laughs> you can't count, um, and you're emotionally weak. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I was gonna say. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> if you guys could see Max, like he's got the shaved head, he just looks like a right wing jerk. Now he's attacking feelings, <laughs> like not my uh, not my England, right? Yeah, man. <laughs> 
<laughs> Crying out we, to we Star call Wars. Them, we call you? them gammons over here, Pete. Gammons is the word. Gammons is <laughs> like the anti-snowflake. Uncle Snowflake. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, I... Uh, I we have plans uh, for me and one of our Patreon supporters actually Zade to do a uh, a little um, a little spoiler cast at some point about the game. So uh, I'll I'll get my opportunity to gush about Persona Five on this platform one last time. So <laughs> keep your eyes out for that. It's going to be on Patreon uh, on After Dark. So uh, I'll I'll announce it the week that it's coming up. But keep your uh, keep your eyes peeled for that one. And uh, if you're a JRPG fan and you haven't tried out Royal yet, I'd highly highly recommend it. It uh, went from being a game I wasn't sure that I'd ever played to one of my favorites of the generation. Excellent. Maybe one of my favorites ever. Wow. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, the cast of characters, I don't, I haven't been this uh, connected or attached to a cast of characters since Mass Effect. So, um, and that's one of my favorite games of all time. So, if that means anything, um, check it out. Awesome. All right. So, Steve, uh, you've been playing uh, a, a game I definitely want to talk about a little bit more at length. So let's just get Hypnospace Outlaw out of the way. Yeah, so I finally finished the main story on Hypnospace Outlaw. There's still a bunch of stuff you can do, kind of endgame stuff, which is really just exploring the web and reading more about the lore. I, I might go back and do some of that, but I don't really see myself digging that deep into it. I loved this game. I just wanted to reiterate that everyone who has any kind of nostalgia for GeoCities or the late 90s or even early 90s web or early 2000s web get this game you will not regret it it's incredible i really do Uh, want to try this one i i I really think you should it's such a fun and it turned into being more of a puzzle game than i ever thought it would be Mm. very much a kind of text adventure looking around the web trying to find out what we need what you need to do it. it presents itself as one thing and sort of shows itself and that ends up being something else that you will never ever expect. I remember. Is it I, on Game Pass? Yes, it is. That's where I played yes. it. I remember now that I've played it because I was going to make the comparison. Um, a game that I thought it reminded me of, which I didn't think when I looked at it, um, is Papers, Please. You know, when you're playing Papers, Please, and it's like, okay, you do this, yeah, let them in, let them go. Whereas this is basically looking through the internet and just looking for. Um, you're especially like a, yeah. you're especially like a 90s like hacker narc, aren't you? You're just on the internet. Pointing fingers, you're a COVID marshal, just going rule breaking, rule breaking, and it's very, um, yeah, it was really, really weird. <laughs> but I could see why you liked it, Steve. As I was playing it, I was like, "This is a Steve game." <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. It was fantastic. All right, so let's talk about the other game you've been playing this week, which uh, takes us into our, you know, our, our first news story basically of the day, uh, which is that Super Mario Bros. Thirty Five is out and available. Yeah. And uh, Steve, I saw you played a couple matches of it. Um, I did, yeah. So the highest I've night. got is like 10, I think now. It's the highest okay. I've got. How many I'm matches have you done? Four or five. Okay. I'm not great at Mario. Um, but this is like in, early on in Tetris 99, I remember I was I managed to win. And then as people who were good at Tetris realized that Tetris 99 was a fun game and started playing Tetris, I've never fucking won a match ever again. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's probably going to be like that, that when the Mario people realize that there's a 2D competitive Mario game they can download and play, I'm never going to get above probably about 20. So I, I'm, I'm saying that 10 is probably going to be my limit. I don't think I'm ever going to beat that. But I had to change the controls. I highly recommend if you get this in struggle... Go into the settings and change the controls. So it was B and Y were jump and run. 
they changed mm. that to A and B. It makes so much more sense to me, A and B, as yeah, jump and run. for sure. And then I had to move, make the D-pad go to the stick because, as we've said a million times, the D-pad on the Pro Controller is terrible. Agree. So, um, other than that, it's it's exactly what they said. You get the you get extra enemies show up on your screen. They sort of look, look like little ghosts rather than full color enemies, and you jump on them, and they get shot over to someone else that you I was can target. Say, how do you fuck everyone over. Yeah, so the target <laughs> system is is exactly the same as Tetris ninety nine, which makes sense. Okay. It's the same team that made it. You can target random or people that are attacking you or or whatever it is. There's a, a combo of ones that you can choose. Or you can specifically pick a person that you want to target. And then as you hit an enemy, it sends it over to someone. Uh, and you also get coins. But as you get coins, the game also can become easier for you because you can start the next level with a power-up. So the only reason I managed to get to 10 was because I started the level with a mushroom. And then the first like mushroom I got, it was a fire mushroom then. So I could just basically shoot all the enemies. And it would easily just blitz them over to all the, the people I was playing against. That's cool. And they would have a ton of enemies on their screen that oh, they would need to deal with. Yeah, I saw um, Chris Gullion say... That if you're like someone who, as a kid, got really good with the fire uh, flower, you'd be excellent at this because you can just like snipe enemies and just get rid of them and yeah. ruin everyone else's day. That's with really it. cool. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, you, so you're enjoying it overall? Like, you feel like it? Do you feel like it's a good implementation of that Tetris 99 formula? Like, do you I feel do, like it's, yeah. it's translating well? I, I do, I do think it's good. You get to go through all the levels and and play them, and then later on, once you've unlocked those levels, you can then skip to which one you want to start at. So you can go straight in, I'm going to start at this specific level. When you go in, it's like a, a wall of the, the Mario brick, and then and they slowly unlock as you unlock all the different levels that you go through. So you will be able to jump to to one of your favourites if you're a big Mario fan. Is there a benefit uh, but to I can those levels? Uh, no, you just essentially start there with everyone else. Oh, so okay. whoever else has chosen to start at that point, you'll be matched uh, up with okay, those okay. people. It's random. And then when you finish a level, it then randomly drops you to another one, right? No, so when you finish a level and you click rematch, it will do a rematch based on your current settings. Okay. So if you chose to bring in a mushroom and start a world 1-1, one, one, you will go back to that. Oh, okay. But if you go back to the main screen, you can change your settings again to say have not have the mushroom and go to world one two or whatever you want you want to do you can skip to different places if you go back to the to the main menu interesting that's another one i i definitely want to kick the tires on that i i think i'm going to probably pick that up tonight i mean it's it's free it's worth yeah. trying i can see why the, maybe this disappears because i don't think it's gonna gonna have the same appeal as tetris 99 I think people will get bored of it, just in the same way I think people probably get bored of playing 2D Mario. There's only so many times you can play that game, and I don't necessarily think people want to play that game in a loop like they play Tetris in a loop, because it isn't... I, I don't think it's like, oh, I need to complete this and, and, and kind of keep going. You know, kind of, you know that loop that you get into with Tetris where, oh, I'll just play in one more game? I don't necessarily know if that... Like that translates to a platformer. From. Yeah, I don't. There's, I don't think it does. There's probably an element personally. of strategy and randomness that Tetris has because it is a puzzle game at heart that Mario doesn't have. Because, I mean, once you, you know, once the once there is the strategy that people work out with this game, I'm sure 
it's just going to be people doing the same thing, whether it be the fire flower, whether they patch it to make the fire flower less OP kind of thing. I don't know. I remember when we played the Zombie U multiplayer, um, and we had loads of fun with that until we actually worked out how to win every time. Then it's like, oh, well, this isn't fun anymore. So we just stopped playing. And I wonder sure. if playing Mario, because it is 2D Mario, um, and like you say, you can sort of pick the item you start with and where you start. There might be an element of everyone eventually does the same strat, and then in three, you know, they're not going to care enough to update it to patch it and stuff like that. So let it die when it dies. However, Tetris is always like, you know, it's never green game. It's been, it's been around thirty years. Wait, has it? Yeah, um, and it's always been the same game, and it and it, it works. You know, it's just yeah. Here we go. It's a, I mean, it's right. It's a puzzle game, right? It's yeah. inherently more random mm-hmm. because. You know, there's an infinite number of possibilities for, like, which order the shapes show up and, and everything like that, right? Whereas, you know, there, I think you're just inherently more limited by the fact that there's only so many levels available and so many items. And, you know, like, I, I, I could see that. Uh, we, we got a question here from uh, Eddie Road Dog, uh, who's actually from the Gamer Delphia podcast as well, and said, Will Mario 35 stick around if the Battle Royale format of Mario platforming stays popular? I think uh, I've I've made the case where I I don't think that this game is gonna just be like a flash in the pan thing where it's gone forever. I think if it does go away now, um, I think it'll just come back at a certain point and they'll add more levels or they'll take levels out and put in different ones. And I could see it being um, this is the thing that Steve said a while ago where like it could be a thing that they take away and then bring back and it's like you got to get it while it's there and it's an event yeah. while it's there so th- when we discussed it before i said i think i thought it was going to be cyclical so, like i could think you could easily do this with metroid or with zelda or sure. with whatever other game they want to do it with and this just becomes the the latest thing that's on a cycle with with switch online and it updates and it becomes a different game mm-hmm. that'd be interesting yeah and then and then maybe we maybe we get them in like a collection or something like that at some point you know, like I think any, I think I have a hard time believing that they made this and put the development resources into it for it to like exist for three months. That just seems weird. You know, I think there has to be a long game. I think Zelda would be interesting because Zelda, you could ra- you could have one dungeon, you could randomize the dungeon. Every single room you go into is different. Yeah. Whereas Mario is because it's scrolling and you get to the end of a level, you can't do that. But room to room on a Zelda game, who can last the longest? who can screw everyone else over by sending enemies, but you're just going through room to room would be interesting. Yeah, and I, I definitely think that that would be one where it would probably be easier to introduce more variables because of the point you just made, right? Where, like, you could have it be just that, you know, even if it was literally just, like, all of the different rooms from the original game yeah, put in a randomizer, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. like, that that could that could definitely work. Yeah, like, you're in Dungeon 1, you walk through the door, you're in the next dungeon with different enemies, you're like, oh, I'm not prepared for for this, you know, but then you might be able to pick up a shield and then the bow and arrow enemies aren't as, you know, bad. Eventually it becomes sure. a roguelike at that point though, right? Yeah, but I mean, the idea of that in a way that's like built around being competitive, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. is is interesting, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I think there's definitely, there's there's an appeal there. All right, so let's let's hop into uh, the the next story this week, which is and this is the proper start of the news section. That was just kind of I, I tied it into what we're playing, and now I want to we're we're gonna just jump right to the main event. It's not a main topic, but we're gonna talk about the biggest news. It just happened today. Uh, we got the reveal of Minecraft Steve coming to Super Smash Brothers, and wouldn't you guess it? Cranky old gamers are mad because. Be- oh my god, gamers are mad about a thing on, on the internet? Wow. Uh, yeah, and I mean, predictably, 
uh, everybody our age or older is um, having just the most. You know, I gotta say it. Like, if you're if you're disappointed in this, fine. If you want a different character, fine. But like, the, and there's still two more, isn't there? Yeah, there's Four. there's you got more you got more options. Um, but like the professional opinion havers who are like, <laughs> who asked for this? Who asked for this? No, Nintendo's so literally everyone no one asked wants for this. this. It's the best selling game of all time. One of the most iconic games of all time. And newsflash, there's an entire generation of gamers that didn't grow up with the same games that you did and did grow up with Minecraft. And guess what? Our own Danny from Loot Pots, uh, resident Zoomer number one, he was like, oh, the second pack is so much more appealing to me now Mm -hmm. because this is a character that he gives a shit about because he's like 21. I'm 26. I'm 27. Damn. I'm 27. And... I feel the exact same way because I don't care. You know, I didn't play Persona. I didn't play King of Fighters. I didn't play all those games, Banjo-Kazooie. I was playing other things. However, I did, when Minecraft first came out, put, you know, hundreds of hours into Minecraft with my friends because I was just playing it as the survival stuff was coming out. And I was like, this is amazing. So seeing Steve be put in the game, there is this sort of idea that Minecraft is just for kids. However, there are people that played it before it became this massive kid's success. Yeah. Who were playing it because it was like this interesting building tool and this interesting, you know, people that were like redstone and things like that that were trying yeah. out different ways. It appeals to. I so used many to people. do redstone all the time. Yeah, redstone. I made logic gates and all sorts of weird computing yeah, shit. Yeah, that. yeah, that's just your thing, isn't it? And like, yeah, there's just so many people it appeals to that I think that people that go, who asked for this? You know, this is a kids' game kind of thing. Oh, next we're gonna have Fortnite characters. Like, who cares, man? <laughs> First of all, again, like this was my I think my favorite tweet that I saw. I don't remember. Let me see if I can find it. But like the the paraphrasing of it was, oh, like <laughs> Minecraft Steve has no place in a, a a Nintendo game. This kid's character has no place in, Inte- in a <laughs> yeah, Nintendo. It was, was nine volt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was. It was. Yeah, you're right. Uh, and it's just like. Y- you sound like a fucking idiot when you say that. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, it, yeah, it, it is. A, it, even if it is a kid's game, so what? And, so and it's not a kid's game. What yeah. is a kid's game, right? Like, it's a game. It's a game. And I, I also played the game when it was new, when I was 19 or 20 or whatever the fuck. And I enjoyed it. And, yeah, I don't play it anymore. But guess what? It's still one of the most – it's one of the most iconic franchises in the last generation of games. I mean, it's a game that's been relevant for what? F- fucking it's about 10, 11 it's, years? It's been for 11 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my, I made my Reddit account just because I was playing Minecraft. And when the Switch came out, me and my friends would all get together. Not to play Mario Kart or anything like that. We would sit down. I'd load up my Minecraft save. Everyone would join. And we would just play like hours and hours of Minecraft together. Because yeah. it's, just, it's just a fun game. Me and my roommate in college, when we when it first came out, like, uh, not I guess not when it first came out, when it first came to Xbox, I remember we jumped into it, and, like, one of my fondest gaming memories is the first time we played, and we're like, what the fuck is this game? What are we supposed to do? And we just started digging and mining, and we're like, when does this end? Do you ever get to <laughs> yeah. the bottom? Is it infinite? Like, and we just have, like, a torch and these shit shovels, and we're just like, what are we doing? Yeah. This is incredible! You know, and like it was, it was a moment. You know, and um, and then after that, it was like my go-to game that me and my me and my ex would play it all the time for for like a solid year or two. You know, we had like three or four different maps that we would load up, and like we had uh, like a whole outpost built in different biomes, and you know, would like we had like a creative mode one where we just built like a giant mansion, like yeah. that kind of stuff. 
we um, had like, it was a blast. survival. We were like, we had like a house. We had like our dogs and stuff. Like we had like a, a you know, the two of us yeah, would yeah. get on and we'd be like, right, adventure, pick a direction. I haven't felt that in a while. I also remember like just how like I had a dog. You know, the dogs at Folly. One of my dogs fell down a hole and died, but the cervix glitch so the body just laid there like forever oh. and it never disappeared. So you built like a little shrine around it. Like there's no other game that you can <laughs> do that kind of thing. You know, right. where you can like. Yeah build stuff and just make whatever you want and then just go you make the narrative yourself screw it let's just go in this direction and just see what there is oh there's a cool shrine oh there's there's a thing you know cool underground thing yeah i remember one of the uh the things that was was big for me was when they were patching in like new stuff like Mm -hmm. the cats or like the uh when i found about about the mushrooms where like um, me and my ex just like had a we got a boat and we're like all right we're gonna go to this other biome and find these and bring them back to our base yeah. which is on the other side of the fucking map and like try not to die and we did the exact you, know, you got to bring thing. gear to survive but if you die you're gonna lose all that stuff like we were like digging you know, out a trough and making them walk down there and I was like oh, I might just shear them, shear them here and then just yeah. they just become normal cows like, oh whatever oh well. <laughs> <laughs> I never yes. ever played Survivor. I was always creative, oh, and I would always run like, mods on on a server and stuff. And we would we would just build random shit. It was like virtual Lego. I yeah, right. To, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's how it started, didn't it? It started off as just not you know stole someone else's idea that was just literally putting blocks together, and then they added the whole survival thing. Notch dropped off, and then because survival just took off, um, Jens, I think his name is, just just took it in this direction that is what Minecraft is that we know it now. Um, that was a bad sentence, but. And and now you know it's gone through such a journey and it has become so iconic and it's you know Microsoft bought it and it's just you know it's one of these like iconic gaming things but people are upset that it's not Gino from fucking Super Mario RPG and I don't understand. Well, it, frankly, it's because people are selfish. You know right? what though? I do kind of get it. Everyone's got their own character they want. I bet all of you have one character you want. I want Lara Croft in there because I loved Tomb Raider as a kid yeah, and I want that. But so that's, I that's, think it's okay to be upset that you don't want this character. It's not okay to have the take and take be a pissy Lara bitch Croft. and say like, oh, this doesn't deserve to be in Smash. But right, it's okay to be upset about it. That's like what I'm criticizing, though, right? Is like, yeah. I, like you know, there's there's nothing wrong with that. Like, uh, that I think that's totally fine. Like, yeah, like I'm not hype about Steve. You know, like I I have warm memories of Minecraft, but like he wouldn't break my top 100 characters that I would want to see in Smash. You know, like I, it's just not, it's it's not a thing that I'd want to see integrated there, but. To argue that it's like irrelevant or a bad choice or no one cares or whatever to like get on Sakurai's yeah, case or yell at people who are younger than you who are excited about it. It's just immature. And you know, like I if you want Gino, God bless, man. I want everyone's number one pick to get in Smash. But there's a finite number of characters and I feel like people need to like I don't know, like just really like take a step back sometimes and like look at the thing like that you're asking for and like is that realistic maybe not and that's okay but this is a huge get and i mean it it makes a ton of sense given the game's legacy and nintendo's relationship with microsoft speaking of uh the relationship of it there was something that i saw pop up over on the uh, nintendo switch subreddit that i thought was interesting um liam edwards who is, uh, you know, like a games commentator. And, um, oh, no, I'm sorry, not a games... Uh, he has a podcast, but he, he's a game director on a few games and stuff. He uh, he had said that he heard from a source that um, Steve 
was supposed to be in Smash like three years ago. They've been working on it since then, basically. And then Imran Khan um, re- replied and said the deal has been in the works for for around that long. Yeah, so this is something that's been in like in conversation since before Ultimate was even out, this, which is this crazy. This could yeah. be one of those things where do you remember the, there was the whole like uh, you, you submitted your votes and Bayonetta won. Maybe, you know, it could be that, that Steve appeared in that in a way and they were like, well, let's get this going. But at the time, you know, maybe it didn't quite happen. Um, yeah. Now it's taken t- till now for it to happen. Um, I think that... Steve the... has been one of those characters that's been rumoured or, yeah, like, sure. you know, talked yeah, about yeah. for forever, you know? I, I also think that in the three years since then, Microsoft's viewpoint has changed. Mm-hmm. Game Pass didn't exist three years ago, I don't think. And their view of, we want our games everywhere, anyone can play them, it doesn't really bother us. Like That mentality may have been what led them to think, now nah, this is fine. Yeah. I mean, th- this isn't yeah. the first Microsoft character in there, though. We, we had Banjo mm-hmm. come in. I think the tonal shift of Microsoft in the last couple of years, you know, three years, I guess, since maybe the Xbox One X came out, has been everything we everything they do, or most things they do, have sort of had like a consumer-friendly spin on it. And that's been, you know, supporting the Switch. It's been supporting, um, you know, disabled gamers, accessibility. It's been supporting cross, uh, cross-gen stuff. It's been supporting backwards compatibility. All those things that, that Microsoft do that aren't exclusive games, that, that are not appreciated as much. And all of those things, I think, are going to benefit more gamers in, in the long run. And I think that making their IP more accessible... Um, instead of like just wrapping it up and saying this is mine, and this is one of those things that we're saying. Yeah, and I mean, they've gotten a lot of good uh, buzz for it, right? Because they're willing to play ball, you know, like because this is a hype thing, and like it doesn't hurt their bottom line to have Banjo Kazooie and and Steve for Minecraft in this game. If anything, it helps them, mm-hmm. you know. So. It's uh, it's it's. I think it's a cool announcement, regardless of the fact that I don't really think it's for me. You know, I'm, yeah. this isn't a character I was super hyped about, but f- like, uh, Left Eye Lazy, who's one of our Patreon supporters, actually said in um in the Comics Pals dis- Discord earlier, he's like, I think one of my favorite things about getting older is like seeing things like this that aren't for me, and seeing other like people get happy about it, and seeing like them be excited for their big character reveal mm-hmm. in the same way that yeah. like. I remember when Steve and I did the the watch along of the E3 where they revealed Banjo and I lost my shit, you know? Um, like, I literally didn't give a crap about Banjo, but right. Steve I'm actually way more excited about. And I was talking to Max on Twitter and apparently you can buy them separately. You don't have to buy the fires back. Yes. I might get back into Smash and buy Joker and buy Steve. Those are the only two yeah, I really care about from the, the fires back. The, the songs, you get the-, you get the stages, you can just buy for, I think it's like, there are five yeah. each. Yeah. But for that, like, you're almost there for the pass. You might as well just get But the they're pass. on two yeah, different passes. Two passes. Oh, yeah, I forgot. So if I want Steve, I have to buy the whole of pass two. And if I want Joker, I have to buy the whole of pass one. Whereas I only want those two characters. And the pass is like 25 quid. So, you know, a 10 is less than half of that for, t- for yeah, the two characters true. you want. I've seen a lot of people say, um, people, you know, the mad people that we're talking about, the angry, cranky old gamers have said, like, Oh, I'm, you know, this isn't why I bought the pass. Oh, I want to get my pass refunded. Oh, the pass is going to go really bad. Blah, blah, blah. But like, why did you buy it if you didn't? You know, if you weren't going to be definitely happy with everything that was in it, why did you spend the money or straight away on getting it when you could yeah. just wait and see what's out? You know, I haven't bought the second pass yet because there's not. Steve is probably the only the first thing that's going to make me want to buy this pass because I felt burned a little bit by the last pass that that oh, I shouldn't have bought it because there's none of the characters I like playing. There's none of the characters I really like vibe with or have 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 an affinity for. 
So I, you know, waited on this pass, and so far I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get this at some point. It's funny to me that people even think of it that way, you know, because like to me, it's it's actually pretty much immaterial who the characters are. Yeah. If it was ten characters I didn't care about, I'd still buy it because I want the full roster, you know, and like. I want, like, when people come to play at my house, I want every character available. I want, if somebody mains one of these characters that I don't play, you know, I want them to be able to play them. So it's like, I, and I love Persona. I don't, I'm never going to play as Joker. I hate Joker's moveset, but I want Joker in my game, and I want the Persona I don't, stage. I don't necessarily want Joker. I want the stage and the music. The stage is so good. Yeah, that's one of my favorite stages in the game now. I think um, having all this, like, all these new characters come in and, like, you know, just having sort of character stage music as the, the pack, you know, I really do miss trophies at this point because, like you say, you just want Joker yeah. in the game, you just want the Joker songs. If that then came with, instead of just a series of, like, JPEGs to look at, if that came with a model that you can rotate with a story to it and you can unlock it and there's, like, a series really of that. characters, that would just be, that would make it more of, like, a, I need to have this because I want to unlock all of the Minecraft. I want to get the pig trophy. Yeah, I want to. I want to get like you know the, all of the. I want to get all the arms characters in poses as trophies. That would be sick. Um, yeah, but you know, more important things were, were done this time. It's true. It's true. Like if, if there were a thing to sacrifice, I get why that was the one. But I do miss it. If there was anything that I would want to see come back to Smash, it would be trophies over stickers. Ooh, what would you? What would you replace? Other than just stickers, what would you replace with trophies? If there was one thing that you think you could get rid of because that development time would go towards trophies, what would you get rid of? I mean, I, I what's the broader mode that the stickers are a part of? Oh, well, Word of Light. Yeah. yeah, I'd have got rid of that flame, whole thing. Flame. Yeah, get I, rid of it. Sack it off, mate. Yeah, well, I'd, I'd bin that whole thing. And I like, mean, everyone just plays it for the multiplayer, right? That's all they buy it for. Nobody buys it for that single player and just that single player. Yeah. That's the thing is, I, I mean, I used to play all the single player content in Smash and I just, I don't, I don't dig the suite this time as yeah. much. Like, um, I'd have been way happier if it was like Mario Kart that I bought it and I know the original Mario Kart 8 didn't do this but the deluxe model I got everything unlocked straight away mm-hmm. and I could have just had the roster from day one so I didn't have to go through all that shit and just uh, randomly no, that's, get that's like the experience man I don't know, like, the, the eight of us that all got together on Smash launch day and just, like, were like, okay, this is how you unlock characters quickly. You you do this, you back out of the game, you reload the game, you go into a fight, you unlock a character. Exactly, but that's bullshit, game, to have game. to back out to the game to reload it, to just hack the system confirm, and they could have just unlocked yeah, it for you straight away. And, like, I, I, you know, at the time I was like, it's going to be great only having six characters unlocking and then I was like, oh, shit, there's, like, 70 characters. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> I, I will say it. I had a gr- I had a great time with that though. That was like I remember that came out when hmm I don't know the exact timeline. I guess it was late 2018, right? Mm-hmm. It's December. It was December 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, I was gonna say it's like the seventh or something. It was just but... the day after the game awards, so whatever the day the game awards was in 2018. Okay, yeah, so probably that week. And uh, I remember like getting it and spending like a solid week where like every night Sarah and I would just play it for a couple hours and just unlock all the characters and like just doing one v ones and stuff. And it was it was so much fun, you know. Mm-hmm. That was that was the most fun I had with Smash was doing that. So different strokes for different folks. I it was nice, I guess, actually, because I did every single time I unlocked a new character. I was like, this is my new main. This is it, Simon Belmont. Yeah, my no, new no. main. And then, like, the problem is, my the only main. I ever have is Kirby, so and that was there already, so I didn't need to unlock oh, anyone else. Because so then why, why are you complaining do. then? The only Let character you play is already because available. Because it's that same thing that you were saying when everyone comes over. I want them to select from the the ones that are there. True. So just play as Kirby and unlock everything. And it just looks it looks shit. Otherwise, you know, that's how you can't even play this. You got six characters. Who the fuck are you? 
All right, so uh, I'm going to pull another question out of the mail pot. This one comes from Left Eye Lazy, one of our Patreon supporters, who says, With the inclusion of Minecraft, do you think that we'll see more extremely popular cross-platform characters now? I imagine a Fortnite character will pop the sales for the umpteenth time. See, having read that Reddit post where it has been in the works for three years, I can't see that we'll get something like Fortnite yet. I don't, I don't think know. that matters because I don't think it's that every deal is going to take three years, right? Because, like, you think about Joker. Like, Joker came to Smash within, what, two years of Persona 5's release? Yeah, but that was two years of the Western Persona 5 release. It came out a whole year prior to that. That's true. That's true. It was a PS3 game. Well, no, it, it came out simultaneously on PS3 oh, and PS4. It did. Even in Japan, but, in, but it came out in, in 2016 in Japan, uh, 17 uh-huh. in the States. Um, I, you're, you're right about that. I do think this Minecraft thing, it doesn't just because this one took three years to do, doesn't necessarily mean they're all going to take three years. Um, right. I think that there is a chance that this just happens to be a bit of a long one because there was maybe some complications. Because, well, like I mean, Sakurai even said it himself in the video that like he wasn't sure how it was going to work. So he sort of like, you know, they may probably initially came to them and said, "Do you want to do Minecraft?" And he was like, "I don't know if you see Minecraft before. That's not how this game works." And then Mike Nintendo that, like, that whole thing in the video was so funny, where he's funny. just like, "They come to tell, they come and ask me if I can do it, and if I don't think so, I'll say no." But then they're like, "Okay, but surely you can make it work." And look I'm like, glasses. "Okay, look down the glasses." <laughs> surely, you know, we never, we never surely spoke we about the aesthetic of it. Oh sure, oh, yeah. Oh yeah. What he looks like. Because I think that may have been part of why the deal took three years, is that Microsoft's like, no, he's looking like this. If you want him in Minecraft, he's looking like Steve from Minecraft. I don't know, man. I just think I think he's he stands out a bit. Like I mean obviously he's a he's a block mount, so he's gonna stand out. But a lot of the other characters have been morphed to make them look like Smash characters, especially Game and Watch, who, you know, his classic form is that pixelated form and they just made him a flat black, you know, da, 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 yeah. which works for him. Whereas I think I don't Steve know, like, could have been sort of like moved out a bit. They could have instead of just him being the exact model, it could be a Smashified version of Steve. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier on Twitter, and I, I know um, Danny jumped in and was kind of like, "Oh, like you can look at what they did with like Minecraft Story Mode from Telltale or like Dungeons, Dungeons yeah. um, which are both like kind of a modified version of the Minecraft style. So like the more voxel style than yeah. the Minecraft. Yeah, I think. and I, I could see that, but I I definitely don't. I don't think that would have been the right move. Like, I, I think that a huge part of what makes Minecraft iconic is its look. Mm-hmm. And I don't really think that there's a way that you can... Like, if we did smooth it out, make it more voxel, any of those things, like it would look less and less like what you think of when you think of Steve from Minecraft. And all of the examples um, that you gave, Max, I think are... You know, th- there's there's an argument to be made there, but when you look at a lot of the characters that were redesigned, they're mostly characters that don't have a 3D model, that don't have that form. And, like, Steve is a 3D model, but mm-hmm. he looks pixelated because he's supposed to. That's the look, you know? And it's like, you think of, like, the Belmonts or, you know, or Game & Watch or the Duck Hunt, and, like, yeah, those got modernized and made more in the Smash style, but I don't think that Mario looks like he's modified at all. It just looks like a Mario model. Like, mm-hmm. Link is literally Link from Breath of the Wild. Bayonetta looks just like Bayonetta. Snake looks just like Snake. And I think those characters are Cloud, right? Like, it's the Seven version and the Advent Children version. Those characters all stick out just as much, you know? And I think at this point, I think uh, Smash has gotten to a place where it's so eclectic and it's so out there that I don't think anybody feels out of place. You know, yeah, like you look at how snake looked in brawl. Right. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing here? You know, look at how, um, look at how Toon link look, wind waker link looks in brawl. And you're like, Ugh. 
I want to be sick. <laughs> yeah, I mean now, like hated brawl, man. I I I think we have. It's fine. I love brawl. I love brawl. Um, how it looks. I hate how it looks. But uh, I, I I'm at the point where like I think anybody works, anybody fits, and it's it's just a matter of like just just waiting until you get your hands on it because once it's once you've experienced it for a certain amount of time it's just part of the lexicon then it just is yeah, we'll part see. of smash and that's it when i eventually buy this when they announce ori and hollow knight as the other two characters two of the other characters you know <laughs> or you sim it's just gonna be the microsoft pack this one it'll be the meek <laughs> they could be the me costumes maybe oh, you never I'd know like a hollow knight me costume actually um i, I, to I answer, could definitely that to answer left our lazy's question i think i i mean i think They've been doing cross-platform characters for a while, haven't they? Yeah, Banjo I mean, like, sort of cross-platform anyway because he was well, on Nintendo and then got bought by Microsoft. Yeah, I mean, even things like Solid Snake was. Yeah, Snake was on PS One and then yeah. on GameCube. Yeah, I mean, like I think there's I think the Fallout um, because there's the Fallout Me costume. There's Sans, who's on like every platform, right? And Undertale. Right. Yeah, but I think I think there is a difference between those and Steve. Like some of those characters are more obscure, um, and some of them do have like a legacy that connects in some way. Where like it, you know, like I think Steve is definitely a more out there pick than some of the other ones. And I think you can make the argument that it maybe opens the floodgates a little bit more. But in general, I mean, looking at the caliber of characters we've gotten, even from Smash uh, for Wii U, like. I never thought we'd see Cloud or, you know, like, or even Joker, right? Like, those are PlayStation-exclusive characters in, in a lot of ways and a lot of minds. So I I don't really think there's a limit of who we could see. And I also would have thought that seeing two reps for Microsoft would have been something that we wouldn't have seen. So I don't know, man. Like, I, I really think that anybody can make it in, and I think at this point it's just a matter of who does Nintendo want in the game or who are their you know, who's there, like, a financial incentive to get in the game? You know, like, the fact that there isn't, like, a Ubisoft representative I've always thought was kind of weird because mm-hmm. of how close they are and, like, they worked on the Rabbids game and, like, the idea of having Rayman in it or, like, you know, um, one of the Rabbids characters from Mario Rabbids, something like that is something that, you know, I'm yeah, kind of surprised we haven't seen. Steve definitely plays hey, a think- in a way. Do you think that's because Ubisoft's more of a Western studio, though? Like, you see Capcom and Square in there, but sure. n- not I mean, so yeah, much. Uh, to, to that point, right, um, the only character who's in the game that's from a Western studio is Banjo. Even um, even Minecraft is was technically originally uh, a European game, you know? You think of it as American now because it's owned by yeah. Xbox and, and everything. Rare's, Rare's um, based in the UK. Banjo's they are, yeah, down game. the road from me and Twycross. That's true, yeah. So I, I guess they both are. Also, we I are guess in they're the both... West. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. I wasn't. I wasn't thinking <laughs> How east of. Do you uh... think? Well, I guess we are east to you, actually. Very east. <laughs> yeah, you're very east <laughs> yeah, to me. Pretty but east. yeah, no, you're totally right. Yeah, they're, those are both. Those are both Western characters for sure. Um, and they're they're the only two. So yeah, yeah, but yeah. I mean, I think now that they're in. But you know, like, what the fuck, right? Like, who? Anybody else could be in it. Like, yeah. I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if we got. I think at this point, Master Chief is probably off the table. I don't think there'll be three Microsoft no, reps, but I who think knows? Doom guy's definitely got like now that Steve's. In, I was going to say Doom guy's I, got such a fat shout. Which even then, I, now beca- that becomes three Microsoft characters because now Microsoft. That's a good Doom point. Guy. Oh my god, you're right. Oh my <laughs> yeah. god, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Oh man. 
Well, anyway, uh, I, I think this is cool. I'm excited to, to get my hands on it at some point. We are going to get more info to come on the 3rd. So uh, by the time you're listening to it, it will have already happened. That's this Saturday. It's going to be right before Minecraft Live. Sakurai is going to go live with one of his deep dives. I'm sure we'll see what the me. Uh, fighter character attachment is there as well. Oh, we'll yeah. get a look at the stage a little bit more, and you know it, it'll be a good time. So, oh man, Keep your Minecraft eyes peeled. Minecraft amiibo. We're gonna have yeah, yeah. Steve, Steve amiibo. amiibo. Yeah, that's a thing. Uh, and uh, they they showed they showed his official brick. pose on the on like the <laughs> you know the, the Smash website, and it's literally just him standing straight. And I was like, you know what I mean, to give him a sword or something. T-pose, Come on, yeah, T pose. Yeah. <laughs> T-Pose Enderman. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, so moving along uh, to the next item on our list this week. Uh, we got a video from the Pokemon company about Pokemon Sword and Shield's expansion pass, and we got more information on Crown Tundra, including a release date. It is coming out on October 22nd, so just a couple weeks away. And uh, we got a look at you know all the stuff that we knew was coming, but as well as some kind of clarification about what are the different kind of like gameplay gimmicks and things that they're they're injecting in here so there's a few things to touch on uh dynamax adventures was kind of the big thing that i feel like they zeroed in on which is like it seems like a dungeon rating type system where like you link up with three up to three other players and you kind of just go through this underground labyrinth where you can interact with uh, a bunch of legendary pokemon in dynamax form and catch them obviously they said that every legendary pokemon from every generation is going to be represented so that brings a lot of pokemon that have been off the table back into the fray which is cool i believe they had confirmed that in a previous conversation um yeah, but have. then they also i'm sorry what was that yeah they, yeah they said before they said when it was first announced that all the legendaries are coming back all the leg- okay yeah get them that's in, what the, they in the caves yeah yeah i didn't think that was new information but just th- no this- mythicals man that's proper upsetting yeah, I mean... Darkrai. I see Darkrai as, as Cresselia's, like, you know, opposite. So to only have Cresselia and then have no Darkrai, that hurts. That smarts. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we'll probably... I mean, maybe not now, right? But I, I could see them working other Pokemon in through, like, another event or something like that in the future. So it's a possibility, but There's might a just way be one we have to in, wait for know? next gen. Just pop some microtransactions, and that seems to be what they're going yeah. with, right? They love just, doing that, it seems. I can always just get a code from the local game and then just get the Pokemon for free in a shiny form and not have to do anything or work for it. Hey, you had to go to the store. That's oh, yeah, I love real-life fetch quests. <laughs> <laughs> I loved when they, like, stopped doing that. They're like, it's just on Mystery Gift now. I'm like, just, wow, I don't even have to go anywhere anymore. Button. Christ. Here's Magina. Um, You've been waiting for Magina. Here it is. Stop asking us. And then uh, they also showed off um, the Galarian Star Tournament, which looked pretty cool, where you can pick um, a, from like a bunch of NPCs that you've met throughout the game, like gym leaders and champions and your rivals and stuff, and like play through a doubles tournament, which looks really cool. Um, I am interested to see like what that's like. Like I'm hoping that it's something like the Battle Tower, where like the AI is a little bit cranked up and they're like harder fights. Um, but we'll see. I, I, that that one definitely piqued my interest as well. And then uh, the other kind of big piece of news just relating to the game was that on November 6th, they're going to have an all-in-one box version of the game that comes with the DLC. No word on price. I'm very interested to see what the pricing on that is. I think I've seen you think it's on the car? For, for the price of the game plus the, the DLC. There's, there's That's Nintendo, what I would assume. Nintendo aren't going to give us a discount for a game of the year edition. They're just going to package it all no. as one thing. And it's yeah, gonna cost I, think, I think you're it, probably right there. 
But is th- is that on the cart or is it a download code in the box? I believe it's on the cart. Really? What okay, you that's on the cart? interesting, man. I'm I'm not sure. I that that was the impression I was getting from what. I mean, they, if it's on how, the cart, that's the version to get. Yeah, that was that's interesting. If that's the case. But I'm I'm not sure, and I I don't believe we gotten confirmation from that. So if I if I am wrong there, uh, I welcome most likely Asobi to tell me that I'm wrong over on the Discord. <laughs> so. Uh, and we'll we'll correct that one next week. I, I I can't see anywhere in front of me any of the stuff I have open that there's clarification on that right now. So we'll have to see on that one. But um, yeah. coming out November sixth, great opportunity for that to get another push for the holiday season. Like you got to imagine yeah. that's going to be a big Black Black Friday seller. Yeah. I I just want to tip my hat to Trendy Brandy who wrote in a few weeks ago, or I think it might have been a couple of months ago now. And basically predicted the Called date all of, of this of October fourteenth, based on like, oh, we needed to get it ready for the anime or whatever it was. Well, it was, was the a, um, and then the competitive, the tournament. Yes, and stuff. that yeah. was the other thing. It was one week out. That was it. Seven days. That was it. That's just very, very impressive. Account. He was just trying to leak. <laughs> he was just leaking again. Can't stop that man. I would believe it if uh, Trendy Brenny didn't have a. Uh, they like on our Discord. It's just a uh, an avatar, but on Twitter they follow me as well. And um, he went. He's got a. Uh, where do you think Pixel's been figure. for the last few months? He's been setting up trendy Brendy. He's been deep diving. Yeah. He's been living this man's <laughs> life. <laughs> he's he's deep faking a second he's account so that he can trendy Brendy. <laughs> and then uh, the the last kind of like bit of news that I think we just you know we teased a little bit there is that uh, Pokemon Go's integration with Pokemon Home has finally been you know, we've gotten an update on it and people are um, this time I would say very very reasonably grumpy and upset about it because there are additional microtransactions uh, oh, applied with it and shambles. Pokemon on, Home an is already all, paid service right Pokemon Home yeah. is already a paid service and it's already an overpriced paid service so on top of that now there's this whole other wrinkle um, where I'm, I'm trying to find the breakdown of exactly how it works. I have a tweet here from Joe Merrick that I wanted to reference um, because the actual numbers and everything are a little obscured right now because I believe this news is only broken through the Japanese version of the website. So take everything we're going to say here with a grain of salt. By the time this airs, there might be some updates to this. So, um, But this is kind of the, the, the place we're at right now. And obviously Joe being... Uh, the de facto Pokemon expert. I'm going to take his word uh, on this for now. So he said, okay, I found a Japanese article in the support section which asks how many Pokecoins are required to transfer from Pokemon Go to home. If they do this, it damn well damn well better be a one-off payment else, or else that is incredibly money-grabby in Go, and I won't be happy one bit. And then he followed up and said, transfer from Let's Go and Sword and Shield to home is completely free. Bank to home is unfortunately requiring subscriptions, but understandable. However, if go to home is a repeat payment for each transfer, that is absolutely horrible, and I hope it gets reversed fast. And that was the thing, is that we don't know exactly how many coins are required, but we have, you know, from this Japanese website, pretty good confirmation that it's going to be with Pokecoins. And the thing with Pokecoins, if you don't play Pokemon Go, or if you've been out of it for a long time, like like uh, I think many of us have, uh, Pokecoins are the in-game currency for Pokemon Go, and you are able to get some of them for free, but you're only able to get 50 per day. So 
regardless of what the Pokecoin cost is, it's clearly something that if you are someone who's like a lapsed player or someone who doesn't play a lot or doesn't play at all, but you want to maybe take advantage of like getting Melmetal or something, you're probably going to get nickel and dimed here unless you're willing to put in the legwork to go and get this these that, free coins. That 50 a day is also you get a coin every 10 minutes you're in a gym. So you need to have been in a you need to be in a gym for enough time to rack up fifty coins. So that's five hundred minutes, and then uh, you need to be kicked out of the gym that same day to collect the coins. Otherwise, if you get kicked out the next day, uh, and then you rack up, you know, if, if to your Pokemon that you've been saving and collecting the coins on get kicked out in the same day, you only get coins for the first one that gets knocked out. Um, that's awful. Oh, so, shit. Yeah, it's really hard to do. The, this, this, what's interesting about this, this article that Joe uh, mentions, or this, this sort of question Q and A support thing, page. So yeah, it says that after transferring a Pokemon from Go to Home, it may take a certain amount of time to make the next transfer, but that time could be shortened. This time can also be shortened by using Pokecoins. So it might not be the oh only... god, it's one of those schemes with a yeah, cooldown cool thing. Down, yeah. I Pokemon hate Go that in really mobile do. games. It hasn't done that before much of a, a cooldown kind of thing like that, as far as I know. Um, that you can then pay to shorten that cooldown. Um, but if it, if it costs per transfer, and then to do another transfer straight away, you have to pay again. It's fucking ridiculous. Pokemon Home has been such a shambles, in my personal opinion, um, as someone who I, hasn't needed to use it very much. I think that's super fair to say. Good. You know, uh, I, I, I am one to give the Pokemon company a lot of rope to hang themselves, right? Like, and we've talked ad nauseum about the problems with Pokemon and why they don't get fixed and, you know, that you can have, we can have that conversation again all day and I'm sure the next time that I'm in a room with AJ, we will. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I, I don't think there's any way you can slice this as just being, like, cash grabby. That, like, they're charging way too much for this service that has basically, like, you know, it has very, very little actual functionality. And the fact that they're going to, like, nickel and dime you for these transfers now is, like, it, it like, you said it before, read Dark Driver, it's, it stings. Like, it's like, fuck you, man. Like, yeah. you're, just, you're just trying to squeeze every ounce you can get out of me. And, like, I already have given you quite a bit of money, you know? And, like, it, it's, it's, not, it's not a good feeling. Yeah. And every... I also... I mean, I, I can't speak for the quality of this yet or anything, but I also feel like, you know, people have been saying, oh, this is going to be the one, this is going to be the one that's like the actual like story DLC. However, it doesn't seem that there's going to be like, it seems like the story has already been and gone. The story was Isle of Armor, and this is more about like getting the legendaries, Gameplay. going and doing all this other stuff, you know. Um, yeah. Which makes me, you know, I mean, the story in that, in the first game, in the first DLC story, wasn't that, you know, substantial. It was like an hour and a bit long, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wonder if like people are going to feel a bit missold by this. That all we're you know all we're getting is some of this stuff, and then for them to then bring out a full priced package a year later that's got the full price game plus the full price DLC, whereas a lot of other companies are doing a lot better value when they do stuff like this. Um, it is you know like you say it stings. Yeah, it does, and yeah, I don't know. I we'll have to see how it is when it's all said and done, right? Like Absolutely. I don't I don't want to count our chickens before they hatch here but um i i'm definitely a little bit frustrated uh by the ways in which it feels like they are are going out of their way to kind of nickel and dime you um when you know i already spent like 90 dollars on this game would you have utilized this feature do you think if it was free and you could bring over some some pokemon from pokemon go uh, maybe. I like. I have a few Pokemon in Pokemon Go from when I played that 
if they were ones that would fill in my decks or something like that, sure. You know, why not? I've been saving um, Pokemon Go Shinies that I can't um, put through Let's Go because they're not Gen 1. That I, right. now, if I want to put them in the main game, I have to pay. You know, I've got some duplicate Shinies. I've got, you know, but I'm like, yeah, I'll have that in the main game. That'll be great. I can then carry those forward into the next games and have those as Shiny Pokemon I keep, you know, for the foreseeable future. However, now I'm going to have to pay to do that when I already play the game and have given Niantic so much of my money to play this stuff anyway. At every single egg event that comes out where I buy, you know, uh, egg incubators to be able to even play in the event and get the Pokemon, you know, they've already got so much money out of me and, uh, you know, you have to pay to take part in these things. It's just frustrating. Yeah, and I think particularly if you're someone who actually plays the game actively, it's kind of even shittier because, like, you're paying for that currency usually to get in-game items that you're now going to have to spend to transfer your Pokemon. Like, it's not a, it's not a good look, you know? And he, he, even if I wasn't going to use it, I just the, – the, the way that I feel like it's unfair to the people that would or will rubs me the wrong way. So let's jump into uh, – Let's jump into our next story. This one is the fall update for Animal Crossing is live today. And uh, we've got a ton of new content that this is really the update I've been waiting for. And I, I think I mentioned that when we talked about the the summer updates where like there were things about them that were appealing to me. But I had other games that were distracting me and it just wasn't enough to really pull me back in. Yeah. And this season, like I would say I more associate Animal Crossing with the summer but fall content has always been my favorite. I love Halloween and Animal Crossing. I turned, I'm sorry? I turned it on today. And oh my god, I forgot how beautiful fall can be in Animal Crossing. It's just oh, yeah. it's lovely. I really like the love colors it. colors and like I yeah. love the costumes and I love the trick-or-treating. And you know, that, that stuff is all, is all so fun. And I've definitely been waiting for it for a while. So with this, right, like w- there is the return of candy and trick-or-treating and that's all you know just that's how halloween's always worked in animal crossing right but uh some of the new stuff is there are pumpkins that you can plant and grow for diy recipes which is really cool so many cool little like they have a scarecrow they show off like a a jack-o'-lantern like lantern for the front of your house they have all these great costumes that you can buy at the able sisters there's uh face makeup and like new eye colors so that you can shit i forgot to go to able sisters today i went to nook's nook's cranny and i got the the candy i've got my pumpkin starters i, I bought the because you know that special special slot where they had the surfboards and stuff yeah that's now a halloween slot so there's a new piece of halloween oh, furniture every day you can get cool um uh, but i for- totally forgot to go to able sisters so i'm gonna have to log on tomorrow oh, no. and get my candy and go to able sisters i think this may be the start of me getting back into Animal so Crossing. that brings us into a question that i'm gonna pull out of the mail pod here this one comes from ben s smith with the fall slash halloween update out today as of recording do you see yourself getting back into animal crossing or has that ship now sailed i'm with you steve i definitely see myself getting back into it like i said this is the update i've been waiting for i've been wanting to get back into animal crossing and i I'm, i've been having like a little bit of fomo about not doing any of let's the summer stuff let's do it Let's do it, man. I, I, I We've been talking about it. We want to get back on Twitch. We want to bring back Animal Crossing, you know, community nights. I think now's the time. Tonight, I'm going to download the update. I'm going to go buy my candy. Next week, let's do it. 
Praise the it's Lord. It's once again, it's once again that uh, Animal Crossing's in the right time. Nobody's going trick or treating this year, and if they are, no. I'm not answering my door. And now <laughs> I can find, I can celebrate Halloween again. It's yeah. just like at the beginning of quarantine when I was like, I miss my friends, so I'll hang out with them in Animal Crossing. It's great. <laughs> it's great wish fulfillment, and I can't wait. I for this update, but, so I, I'm done with Animal Crossing now, and I, I, you know, not that I'm saying oh it's trash, blah blah. I just I've had my time with it, and I enjoyed what I played. It's not going to bring me That's back totally in. Fair. However, what I am happy about this is that my girlfriend Ella, who put like 500 hours into New Leaf, she just really like loves Animal Crossing. However, because um, this one, because of the chatter around this one and how popular this one was, and because of her being with me and how therefore exposed she was to a lot of what people are doing and playing, she felt like stressed that she like had to be where everyone else is. She was being left behind. You know, she felt like she uh, had to be like, sure. involved in this stuff. So now people aren't playing it as much. I'm not playing it as much and going, I've done this, I've done this, where are you? Now she can play it in her favourite season, her favourite time of year, which is Halloween, and she can play it uh, you know, with all this new stuff at her own pace, her own leisure, and I think that's going to be um, very nice for her. I, uh, I'm hoping that, that Sarah gets, my fiancé Sarah gets into the Halloween stuff because she's, she is... Um She's not been, like, playing it religiously all year, but she's always been, like, every time there was a new month, she'd dip back in and, like, catch all the fish and get all the bugs. And, like, she's, like, this close to maxing all that stuff out. And she's, like, I don't know if I'm going to keep playing after that. What else am I going to do? Yeah. It's, like, oh. They're going to keep adding new stuff, though. I have yet to get a a piece of legit art from Red, and I'm so pissed off. He showed (laughs) up yesterday. It was, like... Uh, it was like, oh, I'll log back in because the update came out yesterday and I thought it was all going to be available, but it didn't start until today. And I I had read, I bought the artwork. I even looked up a a guide and it told me that this was the real one. And I take it to Blathers this morning and he's like, oh my God, it's a fake. I'm like, oh, for God's sake. I can just go in the bin then. So, so Max, you you said you don't think you'll get back into it, but can we rope you into some streams? Is the question. You might be able to. Okay, what you can do actually is you can come visit my island, that is now. So I haven't touched it in so long that when I got it perfectly stream ready that time, then we never visited my island on stream. Now we can visit it. We can visit my abandoned island six months later, perfectly finished. Now abandoned island, and you can just run around and do what you want. You know what was so terrible yesterday? I logged on to the game and I went back into my house and it went dun and a bloody cockroach crawled across the floor and I was like, oh no, I haven't been on it for so long, those cockroaches. It's funny because I I haven't played since the last time I streamed it, I I think, Um, which was like back in, I want to say June or July and I was like, yeah, I'm going to take like a week off and then just like Oh, it's going to look so bad. What's that? There's going to be weeds everywhere. It's going to be so bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to it. But um, that might, I, I think between that and Hades and Mario 35, one of those is going to catch my attention. Oh, I know what we can do. I, I've got the post persona depression. You know, I need something. I need something right now. <laughs> Here's a, come, pitching... play, come play Among Us with me and Macaulay as well. We're going to do a stream this week. Come play Among Us with us, Pete. Oh, I'm in. I've That'd be great. I haven't I'll tried it yet. That. Pete, I'm pitching yeah, a project yeah, come, come to, to, you, uh, to you now. You should do Vice documentaries, but instead of visiting like abandoned theme parks and like abandoned cities or like war <laughs> cities, it's just people's animal crossing villages and islands that haven't been touched in months. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's so good. <laughs> Oh my god! How do I dress my character like a vice guy? I'll have to get like, <laughs> I'll put on my hipster hat, like my thick ass bottle Coke bottle glass. Can you get Toms? Do they have Toms in Animal Crossing? They do have Toms in Animal Crossing. I'll design you. He's definitely vest. wearing a pair of those. I'll design you Perfect. a bulletproof vest on the uh, on the little designer app. 
Love it. I love it. Stop proof even. <laughs> All right. So let's let's jump into our last news story this week. We got another trailer for uh, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Uh, champions Unite was its title. And they showed us a little bit more of the story. We got a look at all of the champions kind of fighting styles a little bit. We got a look at a young Impa who's going to be playing a role, which like set the web ablaze. What uh? What's the temperature gauge on this one? Does does this did this trailer do anything for you guys? Are you still uh, we're at where you were at with oh, it? Oh, this trailer um, made me eat my words. Um, I don't even remember when I was on last. I said I don't reckon they're gonna like do much more than there's just this story, blah blah. And you were like, yeah. no, no, no. And I was like, yeah, we'll see. I'm happy to be proven wrong. Yeah. Here I am eating my words. They've that this is it doesn't make me want to buy the game and play the game, but it makes me go, yeah, they're doing something good and right and that this it feels is, robust this yeah this feels like a worthy product for people that even if you're because i mean I, i'm done with warriors games as, as i said before but there are people that maybe aren't and there are people that like breath of the wild that are going to be able to get everything they want out of this and i'm not going to be able to go you're just playing the same story again because they're not they're just they're <laughs> playing a new take on it with new characters and uh, yeah well done to nintendo for completely swapping around my thoughts of it so where are you at steve I'm still at the same place that I want the story, but I don't want to play this game, so mm-hmm. I'm probably just going to watch like a super cut of all the cutscenes at some point, or maybe watch someone play it on Twitch. Watch Pete play on um, Twitch at blueports.com. No, wait, twitch.com. I'm not going to play it. If any, if anything, I'm going to do a stream where I have Sarah play it, and I'm just going to yeah, watch because I don't want to play yeah. it. Perfect. The only, the only Muso game that I'm interested in playing right now is Persona 5. Uh, of course Strike. it is. Because it's a direct sequel, in the West. and I need more time with my best friends because <laughs> I miss that. You need Persona Q2 on 3DS. No, I don't want that. That's not, it's not new. <laughs> a little chibi Persona. It was new. It was new when, <laughs> when Persona 5 came out. No, but it's not. It's not more content. Is my point. Like oh, the okay. reason I'm interested in in Phantom Strikers is even though it's not my kind of game, it's well, literally watch the a, anime. Are you not listening to me? The anime is a retelling of the main game. This game, Strikers, is a direct sequel where it's a new story and it's 40 hours worth of cutscenes that are, like, new. And 40 it's like, hours of cutscenes? Maybe not cutscenes. It's like, I, I've heard that the game have? is, like, around 40 hours of story Bloody is what hell. I'm saying. Um, and, I mean, I want that out of Persona. I played 115 <laughs> hours of it. I want more time with my friends. And if you've played Persona and you've gotten to the end, like I have... You know that the ending, like, leaves there. There's more room for the story to continue, and I'm very eager to see where it picks back up, and you know how the characters like have changed in the time since I've seen them, and you know. You know. Wait so next I, I can't year. really say. I can't say more about it without spoiling. Wait it. next year for Persona Five Royal Gold Edition with all new stuff. That's royal already. We already got that. Don't start with me. I can't do it again. <laughs> oh, I just remember this horror warriors uh, footage is from TGS, and I was going to ask you to talk about Monster Hunter. Um, Monster Hunter looks good. There we go. Move on. There you go. Good job, buddy. All right. So uh, before we before we get out of here, we have one more question. This one comes from Navels, another one of our Patreon supporters, jumping back in the mail pot, and uh, we'll we'll call this the closeout for today. If you could have any Nintendo-themed cake for your birthday, what would it be and why? Also, how would you want it designed? I know exactly what I want. I want a uh, a map of 
the I can't remember the name of it, the Towers one in Splatoon, and I could just imagine like oh, really yeah. glossy like fondant on the vibrant top, vibrant icing, just like super vibrant, yeah. splattered everywhere, looking so cool. Maybe a couple of the couple of the actual um, inklings on there. Great idea. It would look amazing. That would be good. Yeah, that's a fun idea. Amazing. I would want like a Samus morph ball. And when you cut into it, there's real human flesh inside. Oh my god, <laughs> Christ. I okay, no, maybe not that far. But I want to be able to cut into it. But inside, there's a perfectly curled up Samus cake inside a morph ball cake. So that I know what it looks like inside. I feel you like... Jelly uh, Amiibo, the Metro oh, yeah, one. Yeah, 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 the soft one, yeah. You could, have you ever seen those water cakes that they that, that's like oh, really popular yeah. in Japan? You could do that as a, a cake. A cake. Oh. Yeah, but like the, a, a, yeah, the Metroid thing. Enough. Yeah. Yeah. But when you cut into like it, there's me- real human flesh instead. <laughs> well, they're called cloud cakes, aren't they? Yeah, 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 yeah cloud yeah. cakes. I feel like a Metroid would make a better cake than a Morph Ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the point of the Morph Ball is that you cut it in half and there's a real Samus curled up inside made of cake. And it's like a it just sounds like It just sounds like you want the nerdiest bachelor party ever where like there's a stripper who jumps out of the cake, but it's, it's someone dressed up as Samus. <laughs> and That's what I'm getting out at of this conversation. She bursts out of this Morph Ball. Okay, and yeah. just beats the shit out of everybody and yeah. shoots you with a cannon. <laughs> How did you know my kink? I know you. I know you, Max, <laughs> better than I ever intended to. Uh, for myself, I think um, if I'm going to go for like something – because he asked like, the design question. So like I'm trying to think of something super nerdy. Like I would love a uh, – like a cake, like a sheet cake that's just like the map of Kanto from Pokemon uh, Blue, Red, and Yellow, but like done in the pixel art style, you know? So it's like all of the towns just oh, kind shit. of laid well, like out on Oh, shit, 3D'd up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that'd be so cool. Or even like the uh, the Link to the Past overworld map would look so yeah. good yeah, as well. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Or, uh, or yeah, any of the Zelda a games. life-size really Breath of the Wild oh. map cake. No, that run would around kill you. <laughs> <laughs> life-size cake <laughs> it's the size of a large country <laughs> what about what about Link's Awakening you can have the little mini chain trump oh, on there as yeah. well that would be so cute. that'd be cute and it can be overpriced for what it is I'm joking, I'm joking. wow <laughs> I, I invite you on my show Max I invite you on this show the show that I built with my blood sweat and tears please Max and we what do space. you do Please, we have a space. Just, please come on and be a guest. Please, you, you come on. You come on here and you talk shit about just some of the best games ever made. And he comes and talks about Metroid, which like I don't, know, I don't think they hold up that well. But you know, hey, you know, everybody. It's all right. They don't make them anymore, Pete. So don't. It's true. You're right. Thank God I'll never have to suffer through one of those again. Okay, <laughs> so thanks thanks for writing in, Navalis, and to everybody else who wrote into the mail pot this week. Remember, if you want to get your thoughts right on the air, write into me at peteatloopots.com. Jump over to the Discord, and we have a you know a podcast channel where we, we bring them up every week, and you can get your thoughts over there. Uh, or you can follow us on Twitter. You know, keep up with everything we're doing. Get your uh, thoughts on our weekly thread. Uh, and, you know, of course, check us out all around the web. Head over to LootPots.com. Go to the YouTube. Go to the Twitch. Head over to Patreon. And for just a buck, you can get access to After Dark, which we're about to jump into right now. And here's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about the Great British Bake Off. Ta- speaking of weird cakes, quad biking and how that went for Steve. And Peter Parker being recast in Spider-Man's PS5 remake. So going to be quite a show so for just a buck you go get that it's going to be a good time help us keep the mics on help us keep things rolling and uh you know get a shout out like all these fine folks did 
And with that, we'll catch you next week for another episode of the podcast.